This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Oh man, are we loaded today on the masculine journey? Our show title this week, Now Serving. <laughs> and so Sam, this was this was your topic and is somewhat now become customary. You go out of town after you, you, you lay that topic on us and here you are at the beach now yeah. serving. That's my MO, you know. It's uh <laughs> I, I throw out a topic and then I leave. Um you know, it's from a sermon at, at, at church a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, Mike, a friend of the, the show and my pastor, was talking about, you know, Joshua and the decision, you know, for he and his house to serve the Lord. And it really, you know, kind of went off topic for me after the, the sermon to say, okay, what, what are those other things that the enemy, the flesh, the world, tries to get me to serve that's not the Lord? You know, and how do I do with those? Wow, wow, and we 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 kind of have a, a clip to start that off with. That you know, and I I in Will Ferrell's defense in this particular movie, it's called Kick and Screaming. I don't think we know the whole backstory here. <laughs> so I'll share my story at Disney World, similar to what I'm he went say, through. Isn't that in Robbie's defense? I, in Robbie's defense, <laughs> I think there's more backstory here than him just happening at the end of this coffee line here. Oh, I don't know. The Irish cream sounds good, huh? What's that? Uh, it's cream and it's, uh, it's Irish. Hurry up and order! Excuse me. Thank you. Um, how about a smoothie? What's in that? Smoothie's a juice drink. We want coffee. Buddy, relax. No, you relax. I'm a regular here. This line needs to move. I beg your pardon. Do you have scones? Tall, non-fat, double latte. Sir, you're at the back of the line. I recognize that. Cut it out or you're out of here. You can't kick me out. You no, know you're, you're really invading my ear space. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. Do you have a card? Do you have a card? No, I don't have Does a card. Does anyone here have a card? We don't have frequent drinker cards. That's a video club card. Ah! Zip it there, Sporty Spice. Are we doing this? Oh. Is this happening now? Yeah. Sorry. I'd love to. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. So the sad but true news <laughs> is, you know, you may have heard me say I was on vacation two weeks ago. You know, we were on the line of Tower of Terror. It's pouring rain. There's backstory, you know. Okay, there's a little backstory here. Will, he might have been in a long line that was raining and, you know, all this stuff. So it's raining and the line isn't moving and you've stood there over an hour and then finally the line begins to move and as we get close to the building itself, these two disney workers come out and they're dressed in their you know tower of terror outfits and apparently they got the terror idea a little bit strong because they were like everyone needs to go out the way they came you need to leave now this ride is not operating and it's not going to operate so you need to leave now and what time you know robbie's been waiting in line for over an hour here <laughs> with my kids in the rain you know the poncho the whole thing you picture this and 
and and not unlike Mr. Farrow, I was like, excuse me, you could be a little bit nicer about what you're saying here. And at what point in time, you know, they're saying, do we need to call security, sir? You need to calm down. <laughs> My kids, like dad, you've scarred us for life. It's... But did they call you Sporty Spice? <laughs> I actually enjoyed that in the story because now they don't say clever things to avoid the getting in trouble with the folks that do. They just say ugly stuff. That was, it was... You know, but as I'm like listening Robbie to this, I was to. like, somebody give me some scripture. I need some help. And fortunately, my man, Rodney, you, you were loaded with bear. Your, your son had been on a mission trip with scripture for us here. Yeah, it happens to be exactly what uh, prompted all this on Sam's part. Uh, he came back from his mission trip and in the native language, all nicely hand-drawn and written, beautiful scroll was Joshua twenty four fifteen. But for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. It's just a wonderful gift. So not serve the want to ride Tower of Terror or serve <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Serve but, my kids, but, my family. But, but Sam, you put together a little, you know, sort of montage of, of things. And we, we want to play this of the things that we might find ourselves now serving. Exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. personal <laughs> like what's this aimed at me Sam I mean really so you know what I'm saying Andy you know what how could a car be something that you serve I mean what are we talking here I don't know I think I I think I was six for six on that list of, <laughs> of serving them one time or the other but uh yeah they're they're not real um satisfying when you serve them but yeah I mean anything from uh Whenever you got your first car and how it become became your, you know, best friend and an idol or whatever, I can remember. Uh, I'd had some used cars and I got that first Camaro, and it was uh, and it was my, new and my I treated that thing like a baby. It got my attention, but you know we do tend to tend to make idols. We were talking earlier in the show where you can take a very good thing or even something that God's put in your heart, maybe you're calling something you enjoy doing and you can easily become a slave to that master. Um, if you give it more attention to God and, and truly put it at uh, higher in the place that it should be. And, and it's not satisfying and it takes time and it takes uh, a lot of disappointment from that, not satisfying you to realize that it doesn't make any sense to, to serve something that's not god and, and sam you had this besides the you know little deuce coop shot that <laughs> i don't know you know Her, harold's not here to I don't talk know about what you got. age so we're talking about robbie's cars but anyway just kidding 
You had mentioned that don't worry, be happy. And I found that fascinating in the middle of that. Can you kind of share what your thoughts were along those lines? Yeah, I think that we get in our mind, whether we're Christians or not Christians, uh, it happens to both. Uh, you know, we, we deserve happiness. We deserve whatever that looks like. And, and what's it going to take to make me happy? Is it is it that perfect relationship? Is it the perfect job? Is it the little deuce coop that Robbie wants so much? Is it those <laughs> kinds of things that, that do it, you know? And, and you know, God never promised that this life was going to be easy. Jesus told us it wouldn't be easy. You know, it's finding happiness in the midst of all those other things or in the absence of many of those things. You know, the, the, the things themselves aren't necessarily wrong, most of them. It's just when we start to worship them, which is what we do with songs, isn't it? We sing to the things we worship. You know, that when we start to worship them, that's when it becomes wrong. And so when we want to worship happiness, you know, what's that look like? If I can just get this house, I'll be happy. It, you know, whatever that next thing is, and it, it's fleeting and it's meaningless. But isn't that in our Constitution, Sam, the pursuit of happiness? <laughs> that was what That's I saw. True. That's what I heard when I saw that one. And that uh, particular song, when it came out, I, it made me schizophrenic. I loved the song, and I wanted to slap him <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but that really spoke to something completely and, different when you heard it yeah. out of the clip that you you felt like was something you end up serving. That was the one that hit me most because I've my pursuit is playing. I love to play. I played war games for years and became the national champion in several of them just because that was my pursuit, and that was supposed to make me happy. And I, uh, I'm still just a big gamer player. There you go, a player. I want, I want to, not, not in that, not in that <laughs> sense. <laughs> I was afraid. Of, I was afraid of being one of them. <laughs> Rodney, I just think it's very interesting. The one word that he brought up in the middle of that explanation was deserve. Yeah. How often do we hear that on advertisements today? It's like every other one. You deserve, you deserve, you deserve. And it's like, I have a frank, frequent drinker card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I deserve to be at the front of this line. I deserve to ride the. I've waited an hour and a half to ride this ride. I deserve to be served. Yeah. Serve me. Now serve. And, and you know, it's kind of a, a an interesting thing, but it goes back to, as, as I started reflecting on, you know, where can I go back to the larger story discussion we, we had you know, mm -hmm. two or three weeks ago, like, man, how could I be so caught up like Will Farrow in this line that I have, you know, essentially completely like a being on a string of a puppet. You know, he's got me like a marionette just jamming up and down here. Go ahead, Andy. Well, yeah, I was, it's always good to listen to you guys because it always prompts thoughts in my mind. Something I've been struggling with lately, I've heard that everybody talk about this, is I do a lot of driving for my job, and it seems like I'm perpetually in traffic, and it's always I'm in the slowest lane. I, you know, It doesn't matter how much I try to get in the right lane. To not be in the slowest <laughs> lane, I'm in the slowest lane. And uh, it's like God's 
I expect God to part the Red Sea, but actually he brings <laughs> yeah. he, he topples the water over on you top of me. <laughs> so I'm learning that patience uh, lesson, and it's yeah, just <laughs> no, no, no. I'm in process, probably I, uh, great. Can I school give you a little Christian car guy hint? Because I <laughs> I struggle there, and my family would tell you that you know this is. He may say Christian car guy, but <laughs> but anyway, if you really once you get past the traffic jam, two to three minutes later, you will make up if you're whatever speed you're going. You'll find yourself right with the people that you thought just oh, really yeah. got over on you by yeah. about nine cars all at the same time. How could this happen to me? How could that? Person, I've Robbie, seen that blue car was way behind me. Robbie, you won't catch up with me because that's one of the games I play best. I should have a frequent driver card that should open those lanes for me. Oh, we have more. So you can tell we need to stay tuned because it's getting excited here. On the masculine journey, you can see we all need a boot camp real bad, and there's one coming up <laughs> November 7th through the 10th. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who by the way I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly 89.99 but with a promo code get truth. It's only 29.99. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the body pillow for only 29.99. Enter promo code get truth or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Now serving today on the Masculine Journey, and, you know, Sam, it, it, as I was telling the guys as we were going, it seems like I could just find more and more places that I struggle, you know, with this particular topic, and... So when I saw it, the the clip that came to mind was this clip that you're going to say, really, Robbie, 
have you sunk? They may consider pulling my man card again because we are going to use a clip from Mary Poppins. But I have to set this up. (laughs) You see, I was in the car business and, and my father was in the car business ahead of me. And so a lot of people may have thought, Robbie, you're working six days a week from five in the morning till 11 o'clock at night because you want the money. And it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the money. It had to do with partially the idea of I have what it takes that I'm accomplishing stuff at work and feel like I can do things there as well as, you know, my dad, it would make my dad proud. My dad was proud of me already. So I didn't necessarily have to seek that validation but it still felt real good because the further I went, the more proud he was, you know, and, 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 and so there it was. Well, when you haven't seen your kids except on vacation and then all of a sudden you get in a minivan and you're headed to Florida on a Disney World where you can yell at the people in the dark <laughs> there. This was another trip. Anyway, years ago when Robbie and Tess, my younger, my older children, were about the ages of Jane, Jane, Jane and Michael Banks, and I'm listening to Mary Poppins, which, you know, I saw the movie. I'm an old guy. You know, I saw the movie when it came out in the theater, and I'd seen it many, many, many times with my kids. And now I'm listening to the movie. Now, this was before the, the movie came out, Saving Mr. Banks. But as I'm listening to this scene, and I'm fixed to play for you, less a little of the music, so that you don't have to completely pull my man card. <laughs> But as I'm listening to this music, I am realizing that what's happening here is Mary Poppins has been sent by God to disrupt and dismantle Mr. Banks's way of handling his world, which had to do with he was after the success. I don't think he was after the money. He was after having what it takes and 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 becoming, you know, who he thought he should be and having a, you know, a man of high position like is explained here by Dick Van Dyke. But listen to, as you listen to this clip, maybe, and see what the whole idea of Mary Poppins really was an idea of how do we save men from this particular type of serving and how God actually did this in my life. He sent in the Bible like Mary Poppins coming in like like this whole clip right here. You know what I think? It's that woman Mary Poppins. From the moment she stepped into this house, things began to happen to me. Mary Poppins? Yes, yes, of course. It's that Poppins woman. She did it. You know what she did? I realize it now. She tricked me into taking Jane and Michael to the bank. That's how all the trouble started. Tricked you into taking the children on an outing? Yes. Outrageous. <laughs> A man with all the important things you have to do. Shameful. You're a man of high position. Esteemed by your peers. And when your little tykes are crying... You haven't time to dry their tears and see them grateful little faces smiling up at you because their dad, he always knows just what to do. Well, I mean, look, I... I I don't think I... You've got to grind, grind, grind at that grindstone. Though childhood slips like sand through a sieve. And all too soon they've up and grown, and then they've flown. And it's too late for you 
to give. And Sam, you know what I think? It's that <laughs> that you know Todd used to do this show with us. Who was you know trained a lot in counseling and talked a lot about disruption and dismantling and and it's a way god comes in to save us from serving these things it is you know you know todd would remind us that uh something i think i heard from eldridge first was you know god is always constantly doing four things in your life uh disrupting dismantling healing and restoring and he's doing them on different things or sometimes on some of the same things but he's always after those things that he has to disrupt because we've got our priorities in the wrong spot not because we're doing it out of a bad heart it's just we've become misguided that is kind of cool andy that god sends a movie right to me mm-hmm. and and uses james banks's disruption actually to awaken in something in me to realize wow there must be you know something to this yeah and his mercy he does that um you know i think we've all probably had some disruption had things out of balance out of kilter and we are blind to it a lot of times, and it takes a, it takes a, like a smack up inside the head, and and that's a, a figurative. But he does take what um, we are blind to a lot of times, and has to has to do something drastic sometimes to get a, our attention. I mean, there's a I've walked up for, uh, with God for some time, and just things that I was you don't know what you don't know a lot of times. And just to bring that to your attention, it was a serious disruption in my life based on a relationship that has basically set me free in so many different areas. You know, I'm still a work in progress, but you're exactly right that in his mercy, he'll find ways that only work for you and and speak to you to take, to disrupt whatever has become a priority. What is that that you were just mentioning? What's that? You said there was something in my life that that you were serving and... So what's the story behind that? Uh, well, I mean, I guess uh, um, I don't really know. Uh, you said relationship. It was know. a relationship. I mean, I was been separated for some time, and I think that's where I just – there was a lot of stuff. I had an orphan spirit. There were things that – wounds in me that I hadn't really gone deep in, and I probably wouldn't have done it unless I would have had that disruption in, in you know, the relationship. So – I mean, it's, he uses different things for different people. That was my my example. So, wow. I mean, almost like pulling that so that you could find true intimacy with him. Yeah, him. absolutely. And I don't think he necessarily did it. God doesn't divide marriages, but he'll take whatever the enemy, you know, brings about and use it. Um, and and I think every one of us here could give that same kind of story of, of what he's done in their life. and. It is. It's true. You don't. You a lot of times you don't deal with things when you're on the mountaintop. Everything's good. Why deal with anything? It has to be that valley type of experience to get your attention. You know that disruption. Sam. Yeah, I just you get the God works with all of us in such different ways. Yeah, I think there are times that you know a movie clip will just hit you and floor you. You know, and I've had that happen. And there's sometimes um, it's very obvious and why it happens. And then there's other times I have to go back and say, God, why that reaction? Why, why, why did that hit me the way it did, you know, and spend that time letting him come in and help you unpack that. 
you know, and get to what he's really after underneath that disruption, that dismantling is really getting to healing and restoring and, and putting you back into a healthier place. Yeah, Rodney, I can think of times where all of a sudden I heard a song and I had to pull over on the side of the road because, man, I mean, I got to check under what in the world's going on. That's just it. There's certain things that hit us at certain times and there's certain movies that always hit us and I can sit through certain things and it never bothers me at all. But like just the other night, I think it was actually last night, Saving Private Ryan was on and it was the end of the movie. And that scene where he comes back to that grave and speaks to him and uh, just tell me, his wife comes up, just tell me I was a good man. Tell me I was a good husband. She's looking at him like she has no idea of his story because he's probably never been able to share something like that with her and his family. And you can, on the outside, we're thinking, wow, if he was able to share all of that and they all understood what was really behind him wanting to be there at that particular spot and be at that grave, how much they could all come together. But as we all have our struggles, it's hard for us to open up and share our wounds and do those kinds of things. And that's what's great about these boot camps is you have to deal with your wounds yourself. And then after that, then you start sharing them with others and then you can start becoming closer and more intimate with God and you can move in with your band of brothers, maybe and your family into other relationships that really start a big healing process on all of that. And Jim, that was one of your favorite, all-time favorite clips. I just happen to know that. I, I lost it at the beginning of that movie when they were in the graveyard to begin with and again at the end when he was back there. And yeah, that's way up on my list of favorite movies. But one of the things that really struck home in this with me is right now I am counseling a man who is going through a struggle and being attracted to someone else like I did a couple of decades ago. Oh, wow. And watching and being able to say from a point of you got to really tear down that idol. You know, you're putting her before God. And it's not so much putting her before your wife as it is you're hurting your relationship, not just with the people that are going to be hurt by this, but you're hurting your relationship with God by having something else before him. And it can be anything. It can be a woman. It can be money. And that's the point of this. And I don't know if anybody out there is picking up on this, but we're talking about serving. But how many times have we slid into using the word worship? Because those are very closely related. And we're going to serve what we worship. And if you look at how you spend your time and what you're doing, you know, you may find that God isn't the one that you serve and worship first. I find that really amazing that God puts you in that position for that man for such a time as this, having had the struggle and, and, and come through, you know, and you can All say with authority later. that it will get better. I didn't feel like it when I was in the midst of that. It was awful. But it do, you do get through those tearing down the idols and turning back to God in a wonderful way. And, and what a cool prayer just to ask God to come in and show me, disrupt me, help me to see what I'm serving that like 
Andy said, if you don't know what you don't know, and we could help you too, we'd be happy to pick on you if you just come in at <laughs> the boot camp, November 7th through the 10th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Don't think we won't pick on you, because we will if we find it. It's your number. No. Thanks for listening. <laughs>